The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Work it, make it, do it, makes us harder, better, faster, stronger. That, 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 that don't kill me, can only make me stronger. I need you to hurry up now, cause I can't wait much longer. I know I got to be right now, cause I can't get much stronger. Man, I've been waiting all night now. That's how long I've been on ya. Oh yeah, you hear that music, you know the show. Listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. It's a lot of it's raining in the desert. Now, when I grew up as a kid, I certainly didn't believe that it rained in the desert. I mean, come on. Uh, this, I mean, I thought maybe a little bit, but this is I feel like I'm in Seattle. It's it's been raining a lot. I'm depressed. There's no sun outside. But uh but I'm happy to be alive. Thank you Jesus for that. So uh I'm happy to also I I got some guests in the studio with me today. You know, very seldom do I have guests in the studio. I try to tell Kwame, see, if you stop having so many people on, you know, you wouldn't need two hours. But Kwame and sometimes Rich show, Kwame Lasseter, shout out to Kwame. Uh, Kwame has been, I mean, he's been jockeying for two hours. I'm like, what in the heck? You going to talk about for two hours? A lot. There is a lot going on, a lot to uh, to talk about. And uh, and I got guests in the studios with me, and, and they're going to have a lot to talk about, and, and I'm going to... Uh, give them that opportunity to do that but uh i'm struggling as i get through some of these notes here i got a lot there's a lot of things going on uh boy and we're going to talk about a lot of those things we're going to talk about big ben big ben yes big ben and the steelers roethlisberg you know ben just i think he's a magnet for for just things issues problems off season i always tell people listen if you have time if you have time, if you don't fill that void with something, something will fill it. And that could be something good or something bad. And Ben has, he, it's the off season, And he has time on his hands. And I'm not sure he's spending his time the best way he possibly could. We're going to talk a little bit about Ben. You know, we got, the, you know, the NFL draft is about a month and a half away. We're going to talk about that. I, I want to thank uh, Stu Evie. Stu Evie, the former chairman of ESPN for his time with me last week. Of course, I didn't get Stu's name right uh, until I got about halfway through the show and he reminded me. And part of the reason why is because I thought I already knew the way his name was pronounced. And it was not Ivy and it is not Ivy, it's Evie. Stu Evie. Thank you, Stu. Uh, I've admired you and the work that you've accomplished at ESPN. It's just amazing. Uh, greatness. Uh, just, uh, it's just a work of art. And, uh, and I appreciate what you've done, and boy, I uh, enjoyed the fact that I was a small part of that. And I thank you for being on the show. Also, uh, those UConn young ladies, uh, yes, young ladies, accomplished something I don't think ever been accomplished before in the world of women's basketball at the college level, 71 games. They've won 71 straight games. Whew. Man, that's a lot, that's a lot of victories. For, I don't care what you play. To win 71 in a row and to go undefeated 
for 71 games in a row. That, that's just that's amazing. And uh, it should be recognized. And um, shout out to them. Keep up the good work. UConn. And um, I don't know if you lose maybe the Buckeyes, the women Buckeyes. You know, I'm, I'm a little loyal to the Ohio State University. Maybe they could be the ones to end that winning streak that you have. I want to give another shout out out there. A shout out to one of my homeboys out there who always supports the show. And I certainly appreciate it. And that's Ron, Ronnie Bond. Ron Bond. Ronnie, I appreciate it, man, on that Facebook, looking out and saying hello. And, yeah, we're going to do something for Hall of Fame weekend. We, we're not going to do none of that Big Ben stuff. We're just going to have fun. We are family. The entire city of Canton, Ohio. Shout out. But, uh, Ronnie, good looking out, man. And uh, also want to thank one of my friends out there, uh, Norm Burroughs. Used to be a teammate of mine at, at The Ohio State University. Norm and I played corner together at Ohio State, and, and Norm got me in touch with uh, one of my favorite coaches of all times, and that's uh, George Hill, and, uh, you know, a man who's responsible for me going to Ohio State and also responsible for me playing for the Philadelphia Eagles and, and tried to uh, get me there in Indianapolis, and, uh, well, it got me there for about a day. But <laughs> Coach Hill said I cost him his job. And, Coach, I apologize if that was the way things happened. But uh, I tried to prove you right and them wrong when the Browns finally did play the coach. So uh, uh, you and I are going to get a chance to talk about a lot of that on the show. But uh, first let me introduce my guest and Coach Hill. I look forward to you and I having a chance to do my show together. Uh, got a former wide receiver for the Philadelphia Eagles with me today. Uh, James Loving is going to be joining me and also um, – a good friend, D. Winter Stewart. And uh, D. Winter uh, is a gentleman who owns a company, Venture Athlete Career Coaching. And I uh, met uh, D. Winter down at the Player Network event. And uh, he was in town. Of course, I asked him to stop in the studios because we have a lot to talk about. So, uh, uh, James, welcome. Welcome, Ray. Thank you for having me on your show today. Hey, it's my pleasure. And the same to you, D. Winter. Thank you very much, Ray. Yeah, so uh, let's just get it started here. I, I, I'm going to uh, I'm going to ask you uh, first, James. Uh, man, in the court of public opinion, this thing that's going on with uh, with Ben Roethlisberger, and of course we don't know. It's just our opinions. But in the court of public opinion, do you think he's already been tried and and, and he's guilty? To, to the majority of people in the public, or you think they're going to give him a chance? I think he already been tried and been guilty because this is second offense. And if you look at the first one, the public looked past that. And then when the second one come up, the public says, okay, Ben, enough is enough. Why are you out this late at night and around these people like this for this to happen again? Wow. Well, D. Winter, I mean, I'm, I'm sure, you know, you doing some of the things you're doing with athletes and, and helping them and coaching them. Uh, these are some issues that at some point in time, perhaps maybe you may uh, work with these athletes to uh, to make sure that they protect their image, their brand. But you also have to tell the athletes and keep them aware of the fact that the teams are concerned about their brand. So in a court of public opinion, they, he may or may not be guilty, but the Pittsburgh Steelers have a reason to be concerned about that. Would you, would you say so? I would. You know, I used to work on Wall Street years ago, and when I first got hired and was in training, one of the senior partners said, when you are not working, you are still an employee of this firm. And anytime you're doing something, you need to ask yourself one question. If the events of whatever you're doing right now are going to do were to wind up on the front of the Wall Street Journal tomorrow morning, would you be okay with that? 
and that should be your guide in terms of you know how you how you behave when you're not at our office and you know Brent Ben there's a lot of money riding on what he does there um it's not just about him it's about his team it's about the league and the and the brand of the league um but at the same time you know we're all at sometimes guilty of not exercising the best judgment especially in under social circumstances so i can appreciate some of this you know the situation that may have arisen uh, again to reiterate we really don't know all the facts um but it it can be difficult especially when you're young you're a celebrity and you're wealthy and there's a lot of people out there who who would love to have a piece of that in in any way that they can and james you know he says something that's very interesting uh, you and i have been there young and, well, we certainly weren't as wealthy as Ben <laughs> is currently. But we had a little extra, you know, some spare change, as we say, a- in our pockets. Do you think perhaps maybe, you know, looking back now, you know, you've you obviously been away from the game and looking back, you know, perhaps maybe he should have used better judgment. That, but do you really think that young players, when they are young and they are wealthy and they are active in the league, do they consistently use their best discretion and best judgment when making these kind of, uh, let's say, decisions as to where they go and enjoy themselves. Well, that's kind of funny you said that because as when I was playing, um, you look at yourself when you go to these places, like you say, you have all this money, all this fame. So people look at it, so you're not really thinking about that. All you think about all the money you have, and they know your name and the fame, you don't think of no trouble. But there's so much trouble right there that you just don't see, but you think that money's going to get you out of it. And, and I, 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 you know, I would say, uh, DeWinter, I, I think a young man looks for, that's all a part of being a celebrity, is uh, the so-called benefits that, that come along with it. Now, not that a benefit is for you to, um, to touch a person in a way that's inappropriate, but certainly being out in, in a place, in an atmosphere where you feel like, wow, you know, it's, it's the wow syndrome that you get caught up in. Do we really want to take that from these young men, or do we want them to enjoy themselves? After all, it is the off season. Uh, the, so, would you suggest that your players stay out of those type of uh, venues, or just go in and use better discretion? I think the best way to avoid problems is to have your own set of guidelines of what your boundaries are, and you need to know that and be clear on it beforehand. Right? It's just like having a game plan for game day. You need to know what your game plan is for social circumstances beforehand. And whether that's I'm going to stay home, I'm not going to put myself in the environment, or I'm not going to drink, or by a certain time I'm out of here, I'm on my way home, and I have a designated driver. Whatever your game plan is, I think it's important for athletes to have that in place beforehand and to make sure that they execute that game plan. It's probably the best way for them to stay out of trouble. You know, it's important for them to be able to have fun while at the same time recognizing that there is a lot on the line for them if they misbehave in some way. So there's got to be a balance between there, but I think it comes down to having a game plan beforehand and making sure they execute it. Yeah, and it, it sounds like to me, uh, James, it, it, not like he was by himself. It sounds like he was with maybe a group of friends. Now, I remember back in the day when, when I was out doing my thing, I had a group of friends that would be with me. You know, they called them posses or whatever, but I wouldn't really say I had a posse, but uh, my boys. Right. But they usually look out for you. And in and, and this particular case, uh, of which I think they're all going to be either questioned or maybe at some time maybe even subpoenaed, uh, but how do you try to find, don't you think he should have tried to find a way to keep those away if you can 
that are a bit over the edge. Somebody, if, if a girl's had too much alcohol, you know, hey, kind of keep her away because things like this could happen. I don't know if she had too much alcohol. I don't know if Ben had too much alcohol. But if somebody who you think perhaps maybe they could be the cause of some inappropriate behavior, should there be some caution and, hey, man, no, keep her away? I think athletes shouldn't have to keep themselves in their home, you know, they should be able to go out and party and do what they say. But as you say, you got to surround yourself with good friends. The ones that are going to know, say, hey, you know what, Ben? This not right. This girl coming around, you know, I think you should stay away from her. Those are the type of friends you need around you. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, I need some friends to let me know when that music coming in. And they did let me know. I just didn't pay attention to it. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice of America Network. We're going to take this break and we're going to come back. We'll talk a little bit about Ben on the other side of the break. That's how long I've been on ya The opening kickoff is a beauty It's a fly ball deep right field That goes O'Neal He's at the shot Got it With 2.8 seconds left to left I don't care where they put him This one is out of here From high school to the pros We, we cover everything Let your voice be heard Voice America Sports so Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter, formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams. Kwame's got the experience, so he's prepared to talk sports with you. Every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time. Get ready for unpredictable fun and sometimes a sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. All righty. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix Living Like It Matters. My good friend James Loving 
former wide receiver for the Philadelphia Eagles. And, of course, uh, D. Winter Stewart from uh, Venture Athlete Career Coaching is, is with me here in the studios today. And, and we were going to break, and we talked a little bit about perhaps maybe, uh, you know, when you do have a group of friends that are around you and enjoying life with you, you know, they do a couple things. And, and part of what they do is they look out uh, for you when you're out uh, perhaps maybe in the atmosphere where uh, there's some people out there out there to hurt you and not necessarily help you. Uh, but when a person makes a mistake uh, and, and you are of a celebrity status, it, it's a mistake may cost you some money and, and a mistake may cost, uh, uh, may tarnish the image of a company that you work for. In this particular case, I believe, uh, James, because of the fact that uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers are, are concerned and, and because of the fact of the attorney that, that Ben has gone out and got, uh, I believe that there may be something going on here, and Ben's a little concerned about this, and and I believe that Ben has also had a conversation with Roger Goodell, and I think that's why the Steelers are so concerned, because of the fact that Roger's going to have to do something to Ben. What do you think about those things? I think so, too. I think as a Pittsburgh organization, they're looking at saying, this is staying on us now, Ben. So I think, like you say, Roger looking, he's going to have to do something about this with Ben and make a point out. It's like he already doing with all the other athletes. You know, if you go out there and get in trouble, that's the code of conduct. So they're going to have to take, you know, caution. And Ben's going to have to get help. And you look at, you know, uh, D. Winter, when you look at this thing now, you know, one of the biggest names in sports, uh, the largest contract ever uh, at that time was Michael Vicks. And, and Michael had to serve some time in the penitentiary. I'm not sure that would happen to Ben. But but there was consequences to Mike's actions at the league level. And would you think that Roger Goodell is going to have to look at this knowing that, OK, I've already reprimanded one of my superstars. And so I've got to be consistent. So he's going to have to address this thing with Ben Roethlisberger. And it, it, it may be some serious consequences to Ben. You know, that might be the case. But the reality is, number one, I don't think we know enough about Ben's situation um, Michael Vick, all those facts came out. It, it was very clear that uh, crimes had been committed. Um, with Ben, n that's not the case yet. So number one, I think we need to have more information. Um, I also think, you know, th there's a delicate balance here because let's face it, you know, there's a, there's a lot at stake depending on what that reprimand looks like. If you look at the Kobe Bryant case, on one hand, you know, I'm sure a lot of people wanted to see justice done, but at the same time, He's a franchise player, and the financial cost of something of some sort of incarceration or anything that might have happened would have been huge for the team and the league. And so I think that you know there's always a balance looking to be struck between making sure that there's fairness, making sure that uh, justice is being served, but also looking out for the brand and for the um, the well-being of the team and the league. Now I, I know, right? Just with those comments you made, you just made a lot of people upset. But that's the reality. That's the truth of the matter is that there was a person who made a, a business decision when it came to Kobe Bryant. And because I believe there was a settlement made, and I believe Kobe actually went into court a couple times. And, and so there was a stain on the brand. Now, you got this thing happening with Ben. You got this thing happening with, with, with Tiger. You know, there are a number of people that are finding themselves in a position where the organizations of which they have an affiliation with has to make a business decision that may be different than what is legally 
you know, correct according to the law. Are we compromising our morals because of, of a brand and because of dollars? That's what some people are thinking that happened with Kobe Bryant. You know, that's what some people are, are thinking about compromising morals when it comes to Tiger Woods. It, although that's a personal thing, still there was a compromise in morals. Now, again, this is a moral issue where some people will think because this is a young lady who has allegedly, you know, accused Ben of inappropriately touching, I believe. I, I'm not sure if that's it. But that's another moral issue. And here's a brand that we're concerned about uh, that is more important than our moral values. Wow, that's that's kind of conflicting when we talk about these role models that we're supposed to be out here. It is. It's a complicated situation. You know, um, I think uh, um, one thing I work with a lot of athletes on a one on one basis um, to help them in terms of building careers for themselves outside of playing professional sports. And a lot of times when I talk to people who are not professional athletes and they see something like what's going on with Allen Iverson or just a player who, you know, winds up losing his money, the public generally doesn't have any sympathy for that, for that person. And one of the things that I say to them is you cannot appreciate what it's like for a professional athlete who makes a lot of money who's extraordinarily talented at, as, at what he or she does and makes a lot of money and they have celebrity status because they live a different life and we cannot put, them, we cannot put ourselves in their shoes. N- that's not to say they're not responsible for their behavior and for obeying laws and things like that, but to appreciate the struggles that they go through, um, it's a lot easier to do Monday morning quarterbacking, no pun intended, than it is to really appreciate what some of the struggles and, that they contend with and so I reiterate with, with, with Ben, we don't know the facts. We may never get to what the, the facts actually are, but I do think we need to, to acknowledge that um, it's a different situation when you're in his, his position in life than if I, for example, walk into a club and with the interactions that I would have with other people. Well, James, you know, that, 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 that's an important point that, of course, D. Winter has brought to the attention that there are certain cases of which... You, you look at them a little bit different. And a lot of people don't understand that. And I'm sure you as, as an athlete and myself, uh, you know, both as former athletes, we find ourselves probably on the opposite side of, of public opinion many times because we find ourselves many times trying to defend those that are in the fraternity. And, and it is different many times. And not that they're above the law, but there are just circumstances that are different many times. So do, when you find yourself, do you find yourself defending athletes many times? Yes, I do, because a lot of people, when first thing you say you play pro ball, they already stereotype you as that person, like, you know, think they get what they want, the women, chase the women a lot. But you are defending yourself, and a lot of athletes I'm defending from that, you know, because we are regular people. But like the winner was saying was, you know, you people don't understand the position that athletes are in, you know, it's tough being on that world and you always got to be on your toes every time. Watch what you say. Watch what you do because people are watching you. You make one mistake and they make a big thing of it. So it is tough. And I understand you say we got to watch, you know, the whole thing what happened with Ben. But as an athlete, too, you got to watch what you put yourself in a position for those accusations to come across. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I, I with, with Ben in this particular case and with a lot of guys nowadays, it, it's like the money that we made, these guys play in one week of taxes. And and there are some people that do have agenda. There's something whereas probably, you know, maybe a, a student, a classmate of hers 
perhaps maybe whatever she's accusing Ben of, a classmate of hers may have done the same thing. She may have slapped him, you know, and maybe walked away from it. But somebody or something triggered her mind and said, that man makes $100 million. <laughs> so you, you just don't. And those are the circumstances that we're talking about. They're different circumstances. You know, it's not proper. And I'm not condoning it. And we're not above the law. But I think it's the circumstances of which triggers these lawsuits is the fact that these people are compensated so well. Would you agree with that, D. Winter? Does it come into factor at all, you think? Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, money influences a lot in this country. And, you know, how many times have some, like you said, something happens to a regular person, um, someone may dismiss it. Someone realizes it happens to someone who is a celebrity and there's a chance to make money off of it they're going to maybe think about approaching it differently. And I do think that athletes have a responsibility. Maybe one way to look at it is, you know, if you're an athlete, the team is like your wife, right? And as much as you may want to be out there doing whatever, where are your priorities? Where are your loyalties? And if that means that even though you're young and you should be able to go out and enjoy yourself, if you have something else that is more important, i.e. your commitment to your team, and to the league and to your family, then maybe that's your guiding light to when it's time for you to go for, to leave or ne or not go somewhere in the first place. Well, that that's a pretty good analogy there. That that's coming from a newlywed. I want to <laughs> congratulate this newlywed <laughs> here with me in the studios. But uh, and once you become a veteran, you'll find out, man. The wife will say, "What? Nothing like the marriage. <laughs> Nothing compared to the wife." But. Uh, <laughs> And, and we feel that way, don't we, D. Winter? We certainly feel that way. We so nothing do. like the wife, okay? We do, and right now I, <laughs> and think, the marriage. I, I think Roger Goodell and, and, the, and the Steelers are saying something similar to Ben. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right about that. But, I, you know, Roger, he just, it seems like every year he's finding himself in a position whereas you've got to earn your money. And, and I'm not sure that he's earning, what is it? I think he's making close, uh, you know, between, uh, I don't know, five, eight, nine, ten million dollars a year. But... Uh, uh, certainly they, they make it uh, tough for him. But we mentioned something else. I heard Allen Iverson's name creep up in there someplace. And, and you know, m my heart just goes out to this young man because I've been a fan of Allen since my days in Philadelphia watching him play uh, and, you know, spent money to buy tickets to take my kids to see somebody to actually give it his all. You know, when you think about a professional athlete, somebody who's committed to the game. And, and by the way, those of us out there who say that Allen Iverson is not committed to the game, when he says practice, you're talking about practice. I hope the young kids don't think he's talking about when you're a high school student or when you're a grade school student or when you're a college athlete. He's talking about once you become a professional basketball player and the, the amount of games that he plays, he played and he plays, and the toll on his body is that they make concessions for players at that level based upon having them available. So I, I think there's more to that, and everybody needs to understand that's not the message he's sending to young players that you don't have to practice. It's just the opposite. But there's something much more important than basketball to Allen that he's struggling with now, and it's his family life. And, and I'm going to want us to talk about that on the other side of break because we're going to have to take the break because we got music. You listen to Rail Sports on the Voice America Network. Of course, I'm in Phoenix Living Like It Matters. We'll be right back after these commercial breaks.
So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Joe Cribbs, No Average Joe, is here for you, the fan, to hear about and discuss the week's top stories in the world of sports. We'll discuss not only the headliners, but you'll hear some of the smaller stories that don't usually make it on the sports wires today. It's a forum for the sports fan, hosted by Joe Cribbs, a three-time pro bowler with the Buffalo Bills. Joe is a 10-year pro football veteran, a former Southeastern Conference most valuable player, and a member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Discuss the topics with Joe Cribbs, No Average Joe, Mondays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Network. Dialogue is the single most powerful leadership tool we have to make a difference in the world. Leading conversations with host Cheryl Esposito creates a place for that dialogue. Tune into the Voice America Business Channel every Friday as Cheryl hosts new conversations among leaders from around the world in business, government, art, economics, and social change. We'll explore big ideas and everyday actions and learn how their own leadership has led them to discover a newfound sense of possibility in the world. Leading conversations with Cheryl Esposito, bringing big thinkers together in conversations that make a difference right here on the Voice America Business Channel every Friday morning at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. We're back. Yeah, I like that beat right there. Keep it right there. <laughs> this is the Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. I'm enjoying myself right here. Got James Loving in the studio with me and uh, D. Winter. Stewart is also here with me. Before we went to break, we were talking a little bit about Allen Iverson. And, I, and, and again, I was explaining practice. Man, you're talking about practice. That's a commercial. That's all I want you guys to understand is entertainment. You know, that's all it's about a drink he's selling. OK, that that's all that's about. That man probably practiced more than any other NBA player that, that played because of the way he played. You know, Allen had that teardrop that man. Wow. You have to practice to do that. And he spent hours and hours of doing that. I remember Allen seeing Allen as a as a great high school quarterback. 
you know, back in the day. So he was practicing football and basketball, probably even ran some track. So that man paid his dues. But right now, he, he's struggling with some things. And in my opinion, uh, D. Winter, I, from what I see from a distance, it appears to me that I believe that part of what Allen is, is suffering from and with is this transition that's about to happen in his life where, again, going back to that void where basketball is not going to be there. And, and many times I always tell people that football is not who I am, it's what I did. But to me, it appears that, that Allen Iverson was consumed with basketball. Basketball was his identity. Basketball was who he was. I didn't hear about, and maybe they just didn't write about it, all the things that he did off the court. But I, I think it's that it, it's, he didn't really have the time to prepare because injuries started setting, and I think it was one injury that hit him and kind of you know, derailed his ability to be as explosive as he was. But I think that that transition, even though Allen's played 12 years in the league, I believe, I just don't think he's ready for it yet. And perhaps maybe that could be it. Are there signs of perhaps maybe of, of that you may see of a player that may be struggling with, with his transition? Uh, is, is it something that's that, that those who are professionals in the world of which you work in, can you see those? Are there signs there? Or, or this thing with Allen Iverson, again, we're on the outside looking in. We really don't know. But does, is this some of the signs that you might recognize with a person that's struggling with a transition that's about, you know, it's inevitable? Right. Well, I, first of all, I think there are at least two, two distinct issues here. The first one is one of a PR issue, right? Everyone has their struggles, their challenges, the things that they're afraid of. Um, celebrities, some are very good at maintaining their privacy, right? And you don't hear about them, at least you don't hear, you know, about the drama and the negativity um, because they've done a very good job of, of maintaining their lives in a private way. So I think part of um, Alan Iverson's issue, going back to that, you know, that, that press conference where he talked about practice, practice, was more about just maybe how he could have conducted himself differently regardless of whether we agree or disagree how much he did or didn't practice it's you know part of that is just a public relations issue so i'd like to distinguish that from some of the issues that he you know is is dealing with either publicly or privately um as far as what he as far as athletes transitioning from being professional to retiring um you know that is a challenge the average nba career is a little over five years He's played more than double that. Um, you know, and you think about playing in college and high school, this is something he's been doing for a very long time. And I can imagine whether you're a basketball player or anyone else, especially if you have the celebrity and the money that goes along with it, it's a challenge to think about what am I going to do next. For the typical you know, person, they're like, well, look, you've got a lot of money. You've got a name for yourself. You can do whatever you want. But it doesn't it doesn't change the fact that for him personally, whatever challenges he's dealing with, it's a struggle for him. And if the issues about um, gambling and drinking are accurate, um, you know, it's another, it's just one way or two ways that people deal with, with their struggles. And these are not healthy ways. And generally the difference between something being okay and something not being okay, it's a matter of how much you do it. And so he clearly is in a position where he, he may need some he may need some assistance. Talking, you know, James mentioned earlier with Ben, he may need to talk to someone. Maybe that's the case with Alan. But clearly he is 
Um, he's struggling with whatever is going on in his life, especially when, you, when you're adding divorce onto that. I know he has a very close relationship with his eldest son. Um, so I'll just simply say that, number one, again, we don't know all of the facts. Number two, there's a difference between playing this stuff out in public versus playing it out in private. And, and, and I'm going to come back to you, DeWinter, because you said something that's very interesting. And, and you talked about, you know, the average person out there, you know, who in the same position, who has all this money, he or she can do whatever they choose to do. I'm going to come back to you on that one. But I'm going to jump over right now to James. And, 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 and James, you know, here, here's, a, here's a player, you know, with all that money, with all that celebrity status, Still, uh, the situation with yours, it was it was uh, uh, your career, the career was abbreviated because of an injury. But, you know, jumping out into the world, you know, I've talked to many players because we've just come through the, the player network event. You know, is it is it fearful jumping out into the world as a former athlete into a world uh, where you're not as comfortable in and, and, and adjusting to that that type of lifestyle? Well, um, like you say, um, being an athlete, you know. Like you say, you go from high school to college, and you've always been that great athlete, and everybody knows you from that. So as a player, either injuries or return, that fearful, you got to go into that other world, they would say, the real world, people say, you know, it's, it's tough, you know. So what you end up doing, you know, it, it, it trickles over to your home life, you know, wife or kids, or you, you try and get a comfort from something else. And everybody say Allen is drinking and gambling like D. Winner say, we don't know all the things. But you look for something, and that's where I say you need somebody that you go and talk to. Well, uh, you know, it, supposedly, uh, you know, somebody mentioned that John Thompson might be the person to reach out to him and help him. Now, I saw an interview one time with John Thompson and Allen Iverson sat down, and they talked about some things. And, and I thought that John was pretty stern and pretty strong in uh, in the interview, and it led me to believe that I don't know, but maybe it wasn't the best relationship between him and Alan. But he said he loves Alan, and he says Alan is a grown man, and uh, you know temptation may be there, but you have to act. So Alan has to be responsible. But do you think if if Alan called John Thompson, that John would respond and be there for him? I don't think right now he would because. When you're in that position, then you know you, you gotta. You don't know what you're gonna do. You don't want to hear. You need to do this from somebody right now. You know, you just want to lash out and don't want nobody to say nothing. You know, so right now I don't think he want to hear. Hey, Alan, you need to change, get your life together, blah blah blah. Right now, Alan, he, Alan just needs somebody to say, you know what? Come on over here, sit with me. You know, we ain't gotta talk about basketball or anything else let's just talk about something else so right now he probably haven't called john i don't think but i think later on he will because he knows john would be there and tell him the right thing to do now uh d winter i said i was going to get back to you because uh I, I, the comment that you made is a very interesting comment and it goes back to some of the things we said earlier about you know the average person you know and, and not that that athletes are not the average person. They just do something different, and so they have this this status that's called a celebrity. And and I remember wanting to talk to my my good brother Dave Dorison out there and talking about doing some things in the in the financial world and financial planning and wealth management of players to allow them uh, some assistance from professionals to help them sustain uh, the wealth. Of which they've obtained you know so they would have an ability to have a lifetime of of joys and memories like they create for people on the football field now let's take a average business person who works on Wall Street 
who accumulates a lot of wealth and walks away with that wealth, that person is in a position to do whatever he or she wants to because he or she probably has the ability from a business perspective because that's what they've been trained to do. An athlete, just because he or she has money, doesn't necessarily mean they can do or be in a position to do whatever they want to do successfully. They just may have the money. And, you know, when you got the money and you don't necessarily have the training, you find yourself in a position to be, you know, taken advantage of. So I think an athlete with a whole lot of money in a position to do whatever he or she wants has to take a different approach in the event that he or she has not had the experience in business that a person who has all this money and has worked on Wall Street and been in business, those two are, would be two different situations. Would you agree or disagree on that one? You know, the, the big difference there is someone who, to follow your example, who worked on Wall Street, they walk away with a lot of money. They happen to know a lot about the very specific area that they would need to in order to continue to create more wealth. Now, that's not to say that a lot of uh, business people and other very smart people don't make mistakes when it comes to investing money. Tom Clancy, the author who wrote about espionage, who wrote about economic espionage, clearly a very, very bright man, lost a lot of money, his own personal money, from bad investments. So, you know, anyone, anyone can be duped. But getting back to your point, you know, the thing about athletes is, for the most part, unless they come from a family or have some other exposure to understanding the investment side of money, they're not going to know this stuff. And they often, you know, it's a foreign language to them. And on, and we all know that there are a lot of people out there looking to um, work with athletes, but not necessarily in their best interest. And it's hard, especially when you're young, to know who really has your back and who doesn't, um, which is why, you know, which is one of the reasons why a lot of athletes wind up um, bankrupt or having financial problems, you know, after they finish playing. Um, it is it is a challenge, and for them to take the same amount of time and effort and commitment that they have to being a fantastic football player and put that into understanding business, understanding money, understanding investments so that they can be equally successful down the road, that takes a special effort, and that's something that I don't think enough athletes do. Um, I can understand why they don't, but I think it's clearly in their best interest to do it, and Parenthetically, it's also one of the things that I do when I work with them. Well, uh, I, I would say this. Uh, oh, wow. I guess I'm going to have to say it on the other side of the break. Uh, that music is uh, pretty nice. Okay. You listen to Rail Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix Living Like It Matters. I'll get back to uh, my comment to the winter after we take this break. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need a bitch's ass and then move on. I just, I just think that the coach made a mistake. All crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. 
We some hard hitters. We some hard hitters. Hard hitting radio is a new kind of sports and entertainment show. Your hosts are NFL veterans Mark McMillan and co-host Byron Evans. It's an hour of hater-free radio every week. You'll hear interviews with top athletes, celebrities, coaches, and fans. It's humor, hits, and conversation. Hard-hitting radio is on with McMillan and Evans. Listen Fridays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Network. Joe Cribbs, No Average Joe, is here for you, the fan, to hear about and discuss the week's top stories in the world of sports. We'll discuss not only the headliners, but you'll hear some of the smaller stories that don't usually make it on the sports wires today. It's a forum for the sports fan, hosted by Joe Cribbs, a three-time pro bowler with the Buffalo Bills. Joe is a 10-year pro football veteran, a former Southeastern Conference Most Valuable Player, and a member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Discuss the topics with Joe Cribbs, No Average Joe, Mondays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Network. Hey, football fans, are you ready for an intelligent discussion about the Buffalo Bills and the National Football League? Are you tired of listening to talk show hosts that have never played football? Instead of answering your questions, they prefer to listen to themselves. And when they don't like what you're saying, they just cut you off. Well, that won't happen on the Jeff Nixon Sports Report. Keep it clean, stay relatively calm and rational, and the discussion will flow well. Join Jeff Nixon Monday afternoons at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Network. to the pros we we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports okay i'm gonna cut that music off real fast now because this is the last segment and we only got a couple minutes uh you listen to Rail Sports on the Voice of America Network. I'm in Phoenix Living Like It Matters. Uh, De Winter, I'm just going to say quickly because we're going to move on. But, uh, you know, I, I we've already dispelled this whole thing about the dumb jocks. Uh, but I will say this. You know, if you take a doctor and a doctor who's a very intelligent mess, man, woman, uh, great professional, uh, that person, if they don't spend the time to manage their money or learn how to manage their money or how to invest their money, you know, chances are they could find themselves, you know, in a position too with a vulnerability and being taken advantage of. But I, I like Allen's practice, and I think if we could uh, to take that practice and apply that across the thing, the board of everything that that we as athletes that we do and and doctors that they do, the more time you put into it, the better you will become. And I, I think that's what this whole financial issue becomes at times, and 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 the loss of monies. Uh, is the fact that a person doesn't have enough time uh, or don't they don't spend enough time going over it and learning more about money management and uh, services like you provide to help assist and to transfer the knowledge of which I believe you probably do transfer that knowledge to an individual. Um, those type of services are very important in this world that, that I'm familiar with that's, that's called sports. And speaking of that, I'm going to change the subject a little bit because there's a team out there and um, – my man James is here in the area with me in the Valley and the Arizona Cardinals. Now, uh, if I'm an Arizona Cardinal fan, uh, 
and the Arizona Cardinals went to the Super Bowl two years ago. The Arizona Cardinals made it to the playoffs the last year. The Arizona Cardinals were in a position that perhaps maybe they can come back this year and they can make it, you know, perhaps maybe to the Super Bowl again. But when you lose, you know, four of your best players, listen, I, I can't believe when they, when, when they let Kirk go, that was okay. It, it wasn't really okay for me because I'm not a Matt liner. Matt has not earned my respect that he's a good NFL quarterback yet and certainly not one to replace a Hall of Famer, and there's no drop-off. But when you let Kurt retire, and you, and you don't try to somehow, you know, hey, man, somehow convince him, Kurt, you know, we could, we could make it worth your while to come back, man. You could go, you could go to another Super Bowl, and you could win it this time. You know, when you let Anquan Bowden go, when you let Carlos Dansby go, when you let Antoine Rowe go, I mean, all those players are, are very good players. You got a safety that was paid more money than any safety ever played in the history of the game. These are very good, because some of them are great players. Are you going to convince me as a fan that you are trying to win a Super Bowl this year? Do you think the Arizona Cardinals are really trying to win a Super Bowl based upon what they've done in the offseason? It has to be the worst decisions I've ever seen in football. As a fan, I'll be really mad at the Arizona Cardinals because you take a great team like that, and the only thing that left was Kurt Warner, which you could replace, you know, by getting a veteran quarterback sooner or later. But as, as you say, you let four great players go, that's telling your fans, like, you don't and care Bert- about and, Bert- us. and Bertram Berry retired, too, yeah. so there's another yeah. one, you know. You're telling your fans you don't really care, you know, and the fans are the ones who pan, you know. So as a fan, I'll be really mad because now you're starting over with a team that was great. And I don't think there's no way they can replace. You see, they haven't done anything in free agency. I mean, nothing that's brought any attention to anybody. So none of these players, well, they they brought the one guy in, uh, the safety from the Jets did come in. I still don't think that that's, you know, role was something very special. I I like that young man. He played corner, and then they moved him to safety. You know, he was a short tackler. He could run anytime he he could cover the field. He could do it all. That's why he got $37 million, okay? But I don't see them now. The only thing left is the draft. And you think you're going to replace those great players in the draft? I, I think this team has set itself back a long ways. And, and I'm hoping they haven't because they got Big Beanie in the backfield. And I like Beanie Wells. He's a Buckeye. I got to like him. <laughs> but, man, I just don't see them. And it's a good thing they're in the NFC West because if they were in the NFC East, they'd be in big trouble. Well, Ray, you and I know as a team, when you come a great team and teams that win the Super Bowl, it's chemistry. So when you take these players from the Cardinals, you're breaking up that chemistry. So the new players that come in, that takes two or three years to jail. So you already broke that up. So now they got to start all over one with the quarterback position. And now you took these other four players. That's going to be hard to get that chemistry back within a year or two. And plus in that NFC, that, you know, San Francisco becoming good. Seattle got a great coach now, so it's going to be a little tougher for them. Well, you said Seattle's got a great coach. I, I want to thank you for saying yeah. that because, again, he got some Buckeye ties there. But, but Pete Carroll, you know, he's going to come in there. Now, Pete's going to have a chance. You know, they're expecting him to win and maybe expecting him to win right away. But he doesn't have the pressure on him that Wisenhunt has. Now, here's the, here's the team. You don't sign your big-name players, but the general manager gets an extension on his contract, and the head coach gets an extension on his contract. But your big name ball players, you kind of let them go, and 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 that again, you know, I don't always like to talk about about money. I I just like to talk to, when it comes to football about winning. And and again, you turn this team over to Matt Liner, 
And I'm hoping that the young man has matured and that he's going to practice and practice and practice, you know, to get this team back in a position where they don't because I don't think this team can afford to have the fans go away this is a team that is just they've been here in the valley maybe 20 years of that many and they've just uh, started to create a loyal fan base and you mentioned it those fans feel as if you know they've been portrayed now because they supported this team for a long time and now all of a sudden you get to the Super Bowl and you think it's got anything to do with this uncapped year where he doesn't have to spend this money? You think that's what it is, why he didn't go out and, and try to retain these guys? I think you hit a good point on that. I think that's what it is. He didn't think he had to go out and spend that amount of money, you know. But, you know, you're still charging these fans all this amount of money for these tickets. D. Winter, <laughs> let me ask you a question. You know, as somebody who works with, with, with many athletes across the board, uh, you know, and, uh, you know, like we, we're talking about business here and, and fans here. Uh, players, you know, in their negotiation, they have to get everything they they possibly can. Uh, the loyalty of a fan is a fan's loyalty with, with management or with players because there's a PR battle about to come up here many times. Do you think that the PR battle was, is one, the, the majority of fans, do they side with the players or you think they side with management? You know, I, I think there's two answers to that. I think it's going to depend from the fans. Some will dis some will side with management. Some will side with players. But very often, they will continue to watch. They will continue to go to ball games, mm. right? And so, regardless of what kinds of issues and dynamics are going on, what kinds of players have been traded or brought in, um, loyal fans will continue to go to games. And um, I just I think that. That's really the key thing right there. And that and that, that is interesting you said that because again, for me, I, I wanted to ask you that question because that that's a that's a business answer. And that is that these fans are fans of this team. And players come and go. Now they love you while you're part of their team. Don't get this wrong. They go to the games because you got good players out there. So, but but they're very loyal to the teams. And so players have to make business decisions. You know, when they're about to make a decision don't make that decision based off, oh, I, I really want to play for the Arizona Cardinals because the Arizona Cardinals may decide they don't want you to play for them and they may cut you or, or they may, you know, draft somebody else in your position. But that but that's very interesting for, for people to hear that is that, and I think fans know this because I think Brian Dawkins last year when he left the Eagles, you know, they didn't like the fact that he left, but they still were able to fill up those stadiums. Right. And they're doing that, you know, throughout the league. This thing tells me I got a minute to go. And I, I want to <laughs> thank both of you guys for, for joining me for the show. Uh, but, D. Winter, again, why don't you tell us a little bit about your business and the website where people can find you? Because in about 45 seconds, I think we're going to hear some music. Okay. Uh, the name of the company is Venture Athlete Career Coaching. And essentially what I do is I provide customized coaching for current athletes in all sports to help them devise business strategies for off the field. Um, the website is www.ventureathlete.net. Telephone number 310-883-8884. That's good. And if I'm not mistaken, you're here because there's somebody on the Dodgers that right. you're I'm working here, with. Right. I'm here at training camp because one of my clients is um, one of the Los Angeles Dodgers. I'm in town, and um, great to be on the show. 
Well, thank you so much. We're hoping to get DeWinter back. Uh, you've been listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice of America Network. James, thank you for thank coming you for in on the show, me. man. We'll have to get you a show here on this network pretty soon. Yeah. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice of America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters, and I'll see you next time, which will be the best time. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.